Hi there, it's Geraldine speaking. Just a quick pre-podcast announcement. Reminder that the live variety show of Bang on the Strillers, featuring many of the guests who've already been on or who are scheduled to be on the podcast, is going to be starting on the 10th of January 2016. It goes for four Sundays, 6pm at the Butterfly Club, 5 Carson Place in Melbourne CBD. And if you want to get tickets, it's www.thebutterflyclub.com. So that's www.thebutterflyclub.com or you can call 03-9663-8107. That's a Melbourne number. Uh, Please do come along if you are in Melbourne. I've got a whole bunch of people doing extraordinary stuff and I'll be working on some things that you would not have seen before unless you're incredibly lucky and you've seen every single gig I've done in the last 10 years. And I don't think even I've seen all those gigs. Hope to see you there and enjoy episode seven. Hey there, cats and kittens, and welcome to Lucky Episode 7 of Bang on the Strillers, the podcast where I, rock cabaret singer-songwriter Geraldine Quinn, chat to some of the most alarmingly delightful performers in the cabaret, burlesque and drag scenes. This episode features singer-songwriter Jude Pearl. She was once in a cult. We also chat about asbestos, the Leyland Brothers, weird sounds you make in your sleep, why Paul McCartney gives us musical blue balls, and why Beyonce should work on being just a little bit shit. Now, warning, cats and kittens, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this episode does contain swearing and scat solos. Seriously, there's more than one scat solo in this episode. You've been warned. It's just a fold-down table, so and I haven't. I've left my bit folded down. Maybe I should put it up so that I don't have a suddenly a moment in the middle of a sentence where I'll go, "Fuck!" <laughs> Hang on. Oh, sorry, oh, sound like tuning a banjo. <laughs> <my> vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and ling 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 ling. <laughs> I am recording now, by the way. I'm just gonna thump this. Sorry. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you for coming to my house. It's all it's very weird having visitors. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. It kind of is. I'm hoping I'm not I'm shouting because um I've got the my not so good headphones where so, where I've only got one ear. Oh, okay. You sound you sound um moderately uh Volumed, okay, in a good way. Uh, good. I that just sounded a bit. I just don't want to. Um... Actually, would you mind shutting that door? Thank you so much, because no. otherwise you you might have a gentle hum of um, the fridge coming in. <laughs> and now that you've shut it, I've realised I've given you a hazard, which is that prop that was leaning against the door is now leaning against the wall. So if you go to open the door, you're going to hit the prop just when you go to open okay. it. Okay. That's a lot of information yeah, to remember, sorry. This is a risk assessment of my oh lounge room. Oh, God. Well, you did walk in and trip over a suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hi, Geraldine. <laughs> and then I, like, just ran straight into a thing. This but is I- clean for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not – no, I bump into stuff. It's like I go out of my way to bump it. I don't know. <laughs> well, like, I'm also really good at finding, you know, in a thoroughfare – like, in an area where – like if I'm at a restaurant and it's like the spot where the bartenders or the, you know, waitress or waiters to, the, have to walk through. I'm yeah. just like, how about I just stand here <laughs> and 
I'm oblivious to people. That's nearly as good as when you actually get seated there and you're on that corner and you're feeling like, I, you know, second class citizen (laughs) feeling that a lot right now. Yeah. I deserve better than this. Do I? Do I? But do I? (laughs) Yes, of course you do. Um, And the other warning that isn't for you but probably should be mentioned for listeners is just in case uh, it comes through, uh, there are renovations happening with my neighbours, so there's some hammering happening. Yep. Um, into the asbestos fence next door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I have got asbestos fences, so I've got those. Oh, really? Yeah, and I didn't know. And um, when I first moved in, my very old friend Renee, she's not old, like I've just known her for a long time. She's the same age as me. And I, she came over and she went, oh, that's asbestos. Oh, and I went, I don't know, I'm not a homeowner, I don't understand these things. She just goes, oh, no, it's fine. It's it's the kind of asbestos where it's okay as long as you don't start soaring into it. Right. Yeah. And Which you haven't. I have No, what? Good. I was mm. on the cards. I was thinking of drilling something and I'm glad she said <laughs> mentioned it. Your morning routine was just putting your face against it and just smelling your fence? Yeah. <laughs> no. Something like that. Okay. Um, anyway, so... I actually got my landlord around the other day because there's all this, they've redone all the fences around the back and I said, you might want to just have a look because some of the screws are actually coming out of the asbestos. And so he came in and had, went into the backyard and had a fill around and, and uh, he's in his 80s. Yeah. And he said, oh, next time I'm, I'm around I'll, I'll come with a drill and I'll just drill that fence back in. I was like, it is, it is asbestos, isn't it? Like we should be a bit careful. I'd already Googled this. I was just trying yeah. to be polite about maybe. Like you already knew but yeah. you were like, maybe. Asbestos and maybe, that's not good. Maybe, maybe. And he went, "Oh, this this stuff is not such a, a big deal. Must um, be such a small amount." And then he turned to me and just went, "And quite frankly, at my age, it's not really going to make much of a difference." <laughs> If I inhale a few fibres, and I went, hey. This guy's living on the edge. He is. He sounds awesome. He's all right. (laughs) He's a funny old man. He doesn't tell you when he's turning up, though. He's like, oh, like kind of like some relatives that sort of, you know, those relatives that just sort of show up. No, uh, no. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Well, no, he's, um, all of his... Uh, stuff for the maintenance of the four units is on the opposite side of the wall to my bedroom. Ah. So when he turns up to do a bit of gardening, generally it's it starts on the other side of my bedroom wall, and I know he's here. Same wall, just on the other side. Just of it. on the other side of the, it's nice, right on the other side of the wall where that carport is. That's where he keeps all the tools and the leaf blower and everything. And it's just like, oh, Ray's here. <laughs> he does think about me though. He does wonder whether I'm home, but he can't tell because I so often catch the train. Yeah. And right. my blinds are always down, so he doesn't know. He's just, yeah. <laughs> oh, Ray. Oh, anyway, so welcome to my asbestos home. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I, I can't, I don't feel like the asbestos is disturbing me if it's here. So It's not disturbed. Yeah, it's out the good, back. Good. Oh, cool. It's out the back in my charmless courtyard <laughs> um, <laughs> as opposed to my shag pile infested I love house. your place. Like I <laughs> love it because it's like. It's a mess. You've got this lamp over here of a guy. Like I can't see it. His, ba- his back is turned to me but it's, the lamp's like a, got a like a Cupid style. It's a cherub. Well, cherub, yeah. Um, yeah, I found him on the side of the street. <laughs> Pretty, pretty rad. So I'm not plugging that lamp in because I have no idea <laughs> what, could, what could happen. But it looks great. 
It was so, it's so vile in a great way. I think I might cover him in glitter. Um, can we do that now? No. No, 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 sorry. I have got glitter in, in arm's reach. (laughs) (laughs) There is, that's amazing. There is glitter. So because people can't see what just happened, Geraldine actually literally just moved her arm like 30 centimeters to her left and now she there are six seven, seven tubes of multicolored glitter colored glitter that makes me so happy that 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 this is happening Just i don't throw know. anything away why would you throw glitter away like what only if you don't have a soul what kind of madman are you? <laughs> um i i do think very fondly of people who um, have a bit of glitter residue in their face. If I see someone who's got a bit of glitter residue, and I know I do today because I did a gig last night where I had I glitter. Did, I did notice a bit of I, I'm sparkle. shiny, yeah. So <laughs> most of my friends' houses, there's, there'll be a little sparkle of glitter somewhere in their face and there'll be sequins <laughs> in the carpet. So there are quite a lot of sequins in here as well. That's great. <laughs> it's just like you can't be sad when you're dealing with glitter. Oh, you can. No, you're right. As you- I said that, I realised... <laughs> All the times that I was so sad. But at least you're sparkly and sad. Yeah. Which is so much better than just being sad. You're staring at my wall of CDs. Do you need me to explain what they are? <laughs> What's a CD? Ancient form of music storage. I'm just admiring that you have Futurama. I love Futurama. More importantly, I've got the um, box set of the Laylam Brothers up there. Hello. Which I'm pretty sure makes no sense to you at all. I don't know. I, I'm afraid that I don't know who... Who or what these brothers you speak of okay. are, but they, I'm sure that they are fantastic. I won it. <laughs> oh. I won it from the ABC. Uh, there you go. Oh, look at this. <laughs> oh, these guys. I have no idea who they are. But, uh... So they were uh, Mike and Mel, I think I've got the names right. Um, they're brothers, their name's Leyland, and they travel around, they traveled all over the countryside. Yeah. Ask the Leyland, ask the Leyland, travel all over the countryside, ask the Leyland brothers. So people would write write in, hence the little smiley Australia with an envelope sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> and it's ask all in them, the picture, yeah. I can't remember, I don't even remember what they asked them, but it was, they just travelled around in their Range Rover. I've got a Leyland brothers <laughs> DVD box set, which I still haven't watched. What? So we've got episode guides like Innisfail Tea Plantation. Ab- <laughs> Aboriginal Potter, Cockatoo Circus. Wait, I think I missed. What are we reading out? Is this? this is, these are some of the things that are happening in these episodes. I want to see the Cockatoo Circus. <laughs> I'm an idiot to have not watched this yet. What have you been doing, Geraldine? Oh, I've been doing shows. <laughs> I've What's been living too much, not watching DVDs enough. Hovercraft manufacturing. This is great. None of these things are related to each other. That's how they roll. There's got a quokker on the front of that one. Quokkas are pretty good. You're right. You know what a quokker is, don't you? I have no idea. Oh, that's one. That's a quokker. (laughs) What? How am I? I feel so ignorant. They live on Rottnest Island off the West Australian coast. They're little marsupials. They're about this big. Like they're about the size of a shoebox was what came straight to my head. They're about as tall as a shoebox on its end because that was the first thing I saw in my sideline. <laughs> I saw a shoebox and went, that, that's the size of a quokka. It's 
That's so fun. What a coincidence. <laughs> um, this is also important to note that uh, these DVDs are rated E. They are exempt from classification, which is intriguing to me. It means that they're, you know. For everyone. They're, 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 it's like when they say a painting's priceless. That's what Exa- this, this is. is. It's total, yeah. For the Leyland Brothers. Oh, man. Cicadas. Gundagai Marble. <laughs> Big Lizzie. I don't know what that is. Oh, I thought that said cross-dressing, but it says crop dusting. Ah, wishful thinking. Well, maybe it's both. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. This is volume... Hey, hang on a minute. This says it's volume nine. This is volume 11. Are you telling me... That means there's many, many box sets of the Layla Brothers. own. That I don't own. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Apple carving. <laughs> that I somehow feel enriched <laughs> and yet ripped off because there's so many more episodes. Apple, what is <laughs> apple carving? I think it's pretty much what it says on the tin. Carving apples. <laughs> it's no cockatoo circus, though. Transition. I'm guessing you never watched them then. I have not even, I'm, no. 80s kind of, 80s to 90s, I think. I guess, like, I didn't really grow up on Aussie TV. I mean, I was, I grew up in Melbourne mostly, but, like, we didn't have a TV until I was. uh, Don't sit too far away from the microphone. Sorry. Remember? It's getting a bit comfortable. You were. Um, Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have, like, a TV until, I don't know, I was, like, Eight or something when we Did were. Did you Australia. grow up in a cult? No, no. Uh, we spent like a month in a cult in the states, but no, we didn't. We left after a while, which is good. True story. This is true. Yeah, I actually don't know enough about it to say. I can't remember what it was, or what it was called, but I'm pretty sure. Maybe not a month. Maybe we were there for like uh, a week or something, a week? and it was really weird. And maybe it wasn't a cult. Like you know how. The word cult gets thrown around a lot these days and it could have just been a bunch of people really keen on not talking to other people who weren't there. A gated community perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Like really gated. Like gated like a lot. Which which city was this in? I actually don't even – It this was in the States. It was like – They have cities. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard – the states, the USA, the US, are yeah, they? The US of states. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was, I don't think it was in Texas. I grew, like I was born in Texas. I don't know. Are we going to actually systematically like rule out each each state? It wasn't so Virginia. Wasn't Virginia. Texas, oh, maybe it okay. was Virginia. Oh, fuck. That would be know. appropriate. <laughs> I don't oh, yeah. know why. No, wait, no, cults are all about too much shagging, isn't it? All about having shagging. Isn't that where a lot of cults go wrong? Yeah, like, and and the like, because so many cults go right. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? the cults that go wrong. Just look at all the cults that did it right, and just, just copy that. Stop, just stop fucking everyone. <laughs> just stop doing that. Oh, it's so scary. They're crazy. Cults are. Hey, if you're in a cult, hey, just stop. Don't oh, be in it. Oh. Does that how it works? Can it you just tell people? Work. I just think we're wrong. They just don't, they think we don't understand. We're the evil ones. But surely, if we just keep telling them that we're not wrong, that will work out, right? Yeah, that's how the world works. Great. Um, well, you're only a small child when that happened. 
Yeah, I mean, because I was three when we moved to Australia. So, I mean, I grew up in Melbourne. But like I was just saying before, I didn't grow up on Aussie TV because we didn't have a TV until later, which was for, so for like four years, I actually like went outside and played in the sun. And then after that, I was like, ah, oh, the Simpsons. Yeah. I don't need to go outside. Well, to be fair... We only had two channels when I was growing up. So oh, it right. was only ABC and the local channel, which is pretty much, I think, um, I think it was Channel 7, but with more ads for truck stops. That's <laughs> the way I like to <laughs> think of it. Local truck stop ads. Um, and uh, so we did do, still do a lot of the outdoor sort of thing as well. Nice. But, um, but we did have, actually, my little sister had a friend who was of that ilk though not completely capital C cult and um and her like had a she had a dad with a big sort of moustacheless Amish beard thing going on and they had no television in the house and her and her brother weren't allowed to watch television so when she came to visit us she would sit (laughs) two inches away from it and she didn't blink yeah she just was like (gasps) I'm gonna absorb all as much as I can. Yeah. And, and, and watching that when I was a kid, so my sister's a few years, year and a half younger than me, just made me go, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's that the abstinence thing's the, like the, the, really good, the good yeah. thing. Because oh, totally. as soon as you see something somebody else has got, what is a relatively common item, I'm talking about, you know, TV, yeah. they just go, rah, rah. Totally. Or it's like, like I got friends when I was growing up, who, like, were very healthy. Their parents were super health conscious. They oh. didn't never let them eat any sugar, sugar or yeah. anything, which is, like, I get it. I understand the logic behind that. But then, as, like, as soon as they came over, they're just shoveling, like, Nesquik into their mouth. <laughs> I did that anyway. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, so yeah, you're right. Cup of Milo. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's there for. The spoonful yeah. nose bag. Just a nose bag <laughs> full of Milo. <laughs> Tang. Yeah. <laughs> Spoonfuls of tang. This isn't going to rot my teeth, is it? <laughs> Funnily enough, I ended up with quite good teeth and the problem that I've got is I grind them down. It's not sugar. That's not the issue. It's purely stress. <laughs> Classic. I'm looking at my teeth now because I'm 40 and I'm sort of going, that one's flat. That wasn't flat before. Really? Yeah, you... I'm grinding them down. Oh, dang. Like re- really badly. Yeah. So there you go, folks. Sugar's not the problem. It's just it's stress, anxiety, and stress. Anxiety, stress, and and having a, a little sister who gave you shit for um, making mouth noises when you slept because I used to sleep with my mouth open, so I'd go, which is disgusting. <laughs> it's just, it sounds disgusting because we had to share a room. But Can it, you do that sound again? <laughs> and the problem was that. I trained myself to sleep with my mouth closed, which meant clenching my teeth, and now my molars are flat. Oh, jeez. It's all her fault. (laughs) I'm going to call her after this. Have a word with her. Oh, God, don't. (laughs) No. No, I won't. No. I won't tell her her who I am. I'll just be like, I need to speak to you. Excuse me. (laughs) That is just no context. Yeah, that's... um, you got to be able to make those weird sounds when you sleep. The oh. Yeah. Actually, a friend of mine <laughs> who um, he was featured in a show where, where he was recorded. He toured with um, this person and they recorded him while he was asleep because he spoke in his sleep. And she, pla- she played it in the show and it was, gosh, it was funny. It was so funny because it was really clear. So he, right. the, the only thing I remember is him sort of going, Seven bucks for a chalk. 
<laughs> Which is a lot of money for a roast chicken, I agree. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's outrageous. I understand why he was upset. Transition. Grace Thrift Store. Supermarket. Great. 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 I don't know what my accent is. Yeah, well, yeah. Do you, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. You're weird. It's probably the cult I was so in. So you born here? No, I was born in, in Texas. You were born in Texas, yeah. moved here when you were really small. Like three, yeah. And then you, as far as I understand your of your timeline, is that <laughs> the, it was your jaunt in LA that's kind of whacked your accent up a couple of notches? Well, I think I kept... My accent, for some reason, like me and my, I am the youngest. I have an older brother and older sister. My brother has an accent like me. My sister has pretty much an Australian accent though. And I think she like consciously tried to get rid of her American accent. Mm. And like I tried to keep it because I'm like, I'm pretty sure American accents are really cool. And everyone at school's like, no, they're not so much. And I'm like, um, I think they are. Pretty sure I know what's cool. I'm American and I know everything. Yeah. So so I sort of tried to keep it, which was a mistake, a horrible, horrible mistake. Was Why? Like, oh, I don't know. It's not. I'm just I – live, I live in constant regret just for fun. What I find amusing is when you have one sudden really Australian vowel sound. When I, yeah. Yeah, when you'll just go no or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> the weird diphthongs yeah. that don't belong. Yeah, it's, I do have a very, when I go to the States, everyone's like, are you, where are you from? Are you from England? Where are you from? And, you oh, know, my God. Not everyone, just, you know, the stupid people. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this, we've got those here too. Yeah. Well, I think there's stupid people everywhere. Yeah. Just on YouTube and read some comments. Oh. They're all over the place. There's so much fury. I mean, I thought I was an angry person myself, but my God, there's just the level of fury in the world. That pe- people have for things that have no effect on them. Like I get angry about stuff that doesn't affect me, but even I'm like when I see other people get angry at things, like they watching a video and they don't like it and it's like all you have to do is not watch the video mm. and then you don't have to be angry about it anymore. Mm. But they'll... Do you know what I mean? And they, like, write a comment. They're just, like, angry that something exists that they don't like. It's absolutism is what I find. It's when people are like, this is terrible and this should not ever happen in the world. And it's, I don't know if that's right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure there's nothing that wrong with those shoes. Um, (laughs) There are other shoes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's – I'm very wary of – people that have like the absolute views on any, like I think it's even if it makes sense and I agree with them sometimes just that sort of really like pushing it on onto other people yeah. in such an aggressive way. Well, I, 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 find, I find it particularly interesting. I find it really intriguing with singing because you can see my little eyes light up because I've had this conversation before, but people think that, Singing's really odd. Music's really odd because it's so fundamental yeah. to hum- humans. Um, whether you're hearing or non-hearing, there's still rhythm and vibrations and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Everything's a rhythm, and and when and when people feel it very personally and have a very emotional connection to something, and they just think it's the most amazing song or the most amazing singer in that, especially with singing. 
I find I if I go, yeah, such and such isn't actually that great a singer. Really, yeah, you know, and they're like, "How dare you? What are you talking about? They're, they're, they're oh my god, they're fucking amazing!" Yeah, and uh, and it really verges on that. It's my opinion, so it must be right. Yeah. Territory. We're going totally. This is my job. Like the singing thing's what I do. I've done it for a, quite a while for for a really long time, <laughs> and so I like it's like you can't have any authority because someone really likes. Taylor Swift or something, yeah. and you just go, yeah, look, I I don't think she's the most amazing pop singer in the world. I think she's had you a good career. Out, you get out of here. I get said, out. Hang it's my house. <laughs> but but um, I might cut that bit because I have got friends who really like Tay Tay. But, <laughs> but no, but but she's, no, I know what you mean. When you <laughs> you can be good, but when people are like fucking amazing, and you yeah, go no, yeah. no, well. Like Beyonce's voice is kind of amazing. I feel like she might be a robot. I have this theory that she's actually not. She's like a cyborg. I have because she's not. She doesn't ever make mistakes ever. Oh my god, your precision's incredible. And I remember hearing her. I've heard her and and Kelly Rowland both sing a little bit in the middle of an interview. And what I think has happened is we've got so used to auto tune that these women have grown up singing because yeah. I'm a little bit older than them, but singing. So well on the R and B auto tune sound yeah. that they almost sound robotic with their note changes being way too clean. Yeah, yeah. And you're going, oh no, what? no. Yeah, yeah. So I have to keep getting reminded when I'm recording stuff, you know, a bad note every now and again, or, or a slightly not well, quite it's like a human is a human thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh, totally. But it's not sh- a bad note, just a no. Like know, I know what you mean. You can't yeah. tune. Every single thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not supposed, I don't think that's how, not to get all like music is meant to be a particular way. It's like there's lots of different ways for music to exist. But like I don't, I personally don't like, I would rather hear something really genuine that's a little rough, rougher around the edges than to hear something that's totally pristine and perfect that's and kind of heartless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And without soul. And she can do both though. I mean, so when she did her last album was when I went, ah, oh, finally, I get to hear you sing something where you're not just singing yeah, yeah, yeah. with a huge amount of energy all the time. But then she like dan- like she dances like a mofo and sings yeah. like a mofo. But I'm also I'm almost just like now I'm like, I just can't even I can't relate to you. So it's like hard like I find it hard. To just, I'm like, can you just be a little bit shit so that like <laughs> I can actually be like, oh, right, you know, I could, because I, you know, sometimes when you see someone perform and you're like, oh my God, like I would just love to just hang out with that person. It would be so much fun. Like, I don't know if you ever, you go, they just seem like a really fun, awesome personality as well as being really good at what they do. And you're mm. like, oh, they just seem really fun. And like when I see Beyonce, I'm like, like I would, I just leave. Would, yeah, I would like. We I would just go. Then, like, I'd see her sitting there, and I'd be like, "This was a terrible idea. I don't know what I was thinking." Do you know what? I'm really sorry. I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry just... that that I have been in your presence. I'm just gonna get out. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah I'll... And I'd probably trip on a suitcase <laughs> on my way out. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I also find it intriguing that I feel like Beyonce is like one of these people you can't say anything bad about, like. There are some people that like get criticized. I'm not sorry to just declare. I'm not saying any. I'm just an observation. I have like very little opinion on it either way. But like I just, you know, there's some people that get criticized 
immensely for yeah. everything they do. Yeah. And then there's some people that it's like, she just seems to like, there's no, you can't say anything bad about her. I've got something. Oh, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, well, this was my, my issue with her was she, she would do issue. I don't have an issue with Beyonce for fuck's sake. Um, Your Beyonce issues. Oh my God. No, no, but she would release these absolutely blistering singles, but the whole album was never quite felt like it was quite there. How dare you say something negative about Beyonce? Until the most, until the one that she dropped without any fanfare, what, two years ago now? And I went, ah, yeah, yeah, I really like that. Because I think to me that felt like her. Right. That felt like her, her decisions as opposed to... And she even sings stuff about it in some of the in some of the songs on the album about yeah. what record companies kind of expected to do compared to the sort of album she'd like to make. And and now I was glad she did that. Yeah. I, I was like, great. But prior to that, you'd go single, ladies. Mind-blowingly good single. Rest of the album, nah, I'm not sure. Yeah, and there yeah. were other singles that you'd come out and go from that album and you sort of go, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's been like Paul McCartney's solo output sometimes. You sort of go, it's almost Great, but he never. He maybe didn't finish it. Do you not feel that with Paul McCartney sometimes? <laughs> I haven't. To be to be honest, I haven't listened to heaps of his. Post Do you know maybe Beatles I'm amazed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it never gets to like the the, the yeah, like. Yeah, but it's of, still kind of brilliant. Yeah, like I think the, I know what you mean with that song. Yeah, yeah. The bits of it are uh, beautifully formed gems. Yeah. But you've sort of got an A section and a B section and that's actually it. Yeah. And then it goes, it feels like, oh, let's just fade it out now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of like musical blue balls or something. <laughs> like, I feel like someone, I heard someone else say that and I feel bad for taking crap. Maybe I heard a that's... friend of mine say musical, my friend Maz is talking about Try a Little Tenderness as a song that gives her musical blue balls. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and, and he does it again with... Um, Oh, what was that Grammy one? I can wait another day until um no more lonely nights. There'll yeah. be another. Same thing. It's like a you want. He doesn't do bridges. He yeah. doesn't do a bridge, and that's okay because the bits that he's given us are really fantastic. But yeah. you do sort of go, isn't that interesting that that yeah. you do that? <laughs> And, then I'm, and this is no comparison to any other Beatle, incidentally, like at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, but I kind of almost feel like some of George's songs, when he's on, like, George's best stuff, feel a little more like a whole song. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not here to criticise Beatles. <laughs> I am. That's actually why I came. Or Beyonce. <laughs> What sort of fucking podcast is this? This is two relatively fringe cabaret artists slash musicians <laughs> in a shag pile rented house with asbestos <laughs> pissing on Beyonce and the Beatles. Because you kind of skirted around that that whole pop scene in a in an odd way when you're yeah. in LA. <laughs> I say yeah. that in an odd way. I'm only no, going. No, no, it's pretty accurate how you, it's, I was it, skirting around it like that is pretty much. Because was, you say, you talk about it in your show though, about how you had that experience of yeah what people expect you to be in that context. Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, and I've never been in it, involved in that industry, like in the pop, uber pop music industry long enough to fully understand but I just like the bits that I kind of was exposed to were exposed to was sort of 
gave me enough information that I was like, hmm. Sorry, just punched my microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like, it's just some really weird. And I mean, I think also because of the way that I present my, because I, not really, I'm a little slightly androgynous. I'm not like an uber sexy kind of person. And like, oh, stop it. Well, I mean, you know, some people might think I am, but um, <laughs> like, you know, I don't present myself that way. And not that there's anything wrong with presenting yourself that way. It's like just what I feel comfortable with and how I feel myself. And I think because of that, how I don't you feel yourself. <laughs> I. <laughs> Um, like how, you know, uh, it's what how, feels comfortable for, for me. It's how other people contextualize you. And that's what the thing is, is when people sort of go, I understand what that thing is. Yeah. Right. I, I understand how a consumer will understand what that thing is because they're used to this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when it's you're like not that. Putting it in a little pigeonhole. Yeah. yeah. And that's when, that's when you kind of get to this weird sort of point of, am I fringe? I think I'm fringe because I don't, people have to know me to get what I do. You know, yeah, yeah, and that's not a bad thing. No, I mean, no, definitely not. Depending on what you want to do with your life. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you just felt my spirit just drain out of my that's body. Then, do your life. life. <laughs> oh, oh god! Oh, oh those geez. moments are great. <laughs> Um, Anyway, we don't uh, have to talk shop (laughs) Well, I was just going to say that it's like I think when I was in LA It wasn't so I mean, obviously, like The whole thing with the wearing a boob dress Is because I did sort of Like sometimes indirectly feel like I was getting the advice Like, you know, maybe just um, Like show a little more It's funny because I usually get asked to show less (laughs) Transition I get like the first time I did the first run of shows I did for the comedy festival this year, a lot of people were like, really looks like you're really trying hard up there. <laughs> like, wow. You're making lots of effort. Like I'll be like sweating. Like, is this funny? I don't know. <laughs> God, I hope so. I'm really trying. <laughs> so, um, I love those. I love those comments. But yeah. Yeah, I get sort of, you know, be less psycho kind of comments. <laughs> Can just, you just stop? Just like rein it in, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like be yourself, but not so much of yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit scary. <laughs> and you sort of think, oh, no, that's kind of me. Am I scary? And then you think, oh, this is to do with them, not me. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a problem you just... It's just a problem that you're going to have if you're female and you're kind of strong-willed as well, you know. Because <laughs> people are just, they just get, they just get scared of that. They just and, get it, and even though you're saying it in a funny voice, it's still true. It's actually true. But yeah. it's, it's, I appreciate the, the, I do that sometimes too. I'm like. I'm trying to diffuse yeah. a, a situation and remind everyone that, you know. We don't v- take ourselves too seriously. The vast majority <laughs> of this podcast, we've just talked about falling over and we. <laughs> I think. <laughs> and uh, how much Beyonce sucks. Fucking oh, Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't we really love you. It's okay. Sorry, Beyonce. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> 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 now that's going to blow the levels. <laughs> the levels of reality. What? <laughs> Transition. Did you ever like have audio books when you were a kid, like the picture books? Yes, they were on vinyl. <laughs> yes, they had, we had a, we had a book when I was a kid that was like 
Cookie Monster and Bert and Ernie, and Bert and Ernie were making vegetable soup. <coughs> and I'm not sure I know that one. It's um, it's a classic, and uh, it was like you know when you hear this sound, turn the page, and it was this sound. Oh, so, every time, so every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, they're making vegetable soup, Bert and Ernie. My, um, Sorry, I'm stuck in the stuff too. You, you need to give me back the vibrous laugh now. <laughs> you, I just snorted right into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? Um, when we were kids, my uh, elder brothers uh, would m- make a haunted house for us. So we had this big house in Wagga Wagga and the back room was called the rumpus room. And it was, you know, the idea of it was that's where the kids go out to sort of we, you know, chuck random shit out there and wouldn't chuck shit like that's Gibbons do yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, but the kids can play in there. So it was all concrete. No, yeah. no, no carpet at all. Yeah. But you'd go down a little alleyway, like a little um, where the linen press was, a little hallway. Our bedrooms were on one side and then you'd enter into the rumpus room, which is pretty much was the whole back of the house. Yeah. Seven kids in the family. And my two brothers, every now and again, they'd say to us three little kids, so we're like under ten, they're going to make a haunted house. And they'd get a couple of their mates. And what they'd do is they'd hang up blankets and make makeshift tunnels that would force us to go particular ways. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they would set up traps, like not <laughs> child traps, but, you know, one of them would be standing behind a sheet and then when we got to that bit they'd go, and we'd, ah, my God, and, they, and the reason I brought it up was the soundtrack for these haunted house exp, exp, ex, escapades was – and it was really one of the most brilliant things in my childhood. It was such a great That's thing. That's awesome. Um, was a little golden book. Uh, that, it was a little golden book where they had the um, the seven-inch record yeah. for the, a similar thing, the ding, turn the page thing. Yeah. And it was a Casper the Friendly Ghost one. Yeah. So there were all these ghost noises on it. Like, but child friendly. Yeah. And child, uh, able to be digested by a small child. Um, (laughs) Sounds like, that sounds like something you'd put on a toy, like a safety thing. Anyway, let's play that. And and we'd be out outside the door going, can we come in yet? Can we? No, it's not ready. You got to wait. Can we come in yet? (laughs) And then when they finally let us in, that soundtrack would be playing and we'd just be with trepidation step by step. Step down. Oh, That's amazing. That sounds awesome. It was pretty amazing. Uh, I was so cool. very lucky to have that. And I've thought about that every now and again and went, why don't we do that for our nieces and nephews? And they're all too old now. Half, like to, a, half you, a six, he'd like it. Do you think they're kind of like kids that just um, get like, I don't know, they're just exposed and saturated with stuff so much that they're not, like, that impressed by things anymore. No, no, I'm not making that kind of comment. I mean, when, yeah, they, me were, neither. when they were young enough, yeah, <laughs> idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, Easter egg hunts are still fun. Okay. But um, it was the level of effort that the older siblings went to. Yeah, With, that's with so their awesome. friends, like, their friends. What a cool thing to do, like, especially because, I mean, how old were they? They would have been in their teens or something, like. Oh, 12. Uh, yeah, teens, yeah, like, 16, sort of 15, 16. Because it's like sometimes when, you know, kids are that, well, like teenagers, they're kind of like, oh, this is so lame. But there know? wasn't much to do in Wagga Wagga. Remember, we only had two channels. <laughs> so, <laughs> And they both channels played the Leyland Brothers all the time. No, I didn't. I was not exposed to the Leyland Brothers until Melbourne, thank you very much. Oh. It was a different channel. <laughs> when you got to the big city. 
Big Smike. <laughs> yeah. When I was um, uh, like 15, I went back to the States um, for to visit family. And I was, my we were there on Halloween. And uh, apparently Halloween's a really big deal in America. Yeah, I, I was saw that in Canada when I was there at 19 and went, what the hell? What? Everyone calm down. But, <laughs> but it, like we went to, my brother and I and like a, a family friend went to a, a haunted house and it was like, I don't know what I was thinking because I get, I can't watch like. Are you one of those people? I can't, like if I watch a movie, whatever's happening in the movie, I just think it's really happening. So if like a clown is coming out of the sewer, I'm like, that's, this is real guys. There's a fucking clown that's going to come out of this. Like I can't deal with, if I see it, it's real. It's like a child. I should probably look into that and get that checked out. Anyway, but um. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I'll go to Haunted House. Sure. Like we went in there and as soon as we started going in there, I'm like, I immediately regret this decision. And then it was like, they had, it was really cool though. It was like fully decked out. Like, and it went, it took like half, half an hour or something to walk through it. Is this like a, was this a, um, a what's the word? Event feature kind of thing. Well, they just uh, had set up a haunted house. In for their that. house? No, no. It was like a. Some big, huge warehouse or something. Oh, okay. I think I don't know, but but um, they had like all these mannequins that were like you know moving back and forth, and there was like this mannequin that was like you know over like a you know fake dead body, and it was like sawing it, and I like walked up to it and I was looking in it, and there was like all this you know the intestines and stuff, and then all of a sudden the mannequin just like screamed at me and he was like, "It's Play-Doh!" like because I was looking at the intestines. And I didn't realize that was a real person. And I was like, <laughs> like Fantastic. It was great. And I'm like, I'm ready to leave now. I'm oh, a baby. <laughs> I, I suck. I can't. I can't. Even like when I saw like Life of Pi, which is a great movie. Uh, which I've not seen. It's, um. I know roughly what it is. It's like he's on a, he's on a little raft with yeah. a tiger. Yeah. And like in my head, he's like on a fucking boat with a tiger guys this is gonna do something about this this shit's crazy like yeah yeah so i probably just blew the mic just then no i'm just thinking your brain's just broken i think it is i think it's just like a child like you know i just feel like if i see it it's it's real in my head even if i know it's not real like it's somehow it's because i see it it's real <laughs> <laughs> Does that make any sense? Or no? You're going to say yes, but you're going to think no. You're going to like, well, sure, you? You were telling me before about how you're making um, film clips at the moment. Can you not, in the process of filmmaking, divorce, <laughs> divorce the context of creative <laughs> representation from reality? Uh, it's like I know that it's not real. It's, but I don't, but I feel that it's real. Does that make sense? Like I can, I'm like, yeah, obviously this isn't real, but like, I feel like my feelings, I have like emotional reactions. You're getting far away from the mic. You're making this hard for me to edit. I'm so sorry. Here I am. Oh God. What was I saying? Um, Sorry. I don't understand. It's like, (laughs) it doesn't make sense and there's no logical explanation for it. It's just that, um, it's like. A superstition? No, it's not like it's it's like I completely understand that it's not real. If I'm watching a movie, I get that it's not real, but it's like I just maybe it's just like being very sensitive. Like it's just because I'm seeing it, it's become 
a real thing in my head. Like it's not that it's actually happening, but the, the visual of it is real. Oh, just, I'm going to stop. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I guess it's kind of like, I mean, it's not real, but it's real, but it's not real. Does that make any sense? Am I making sense? <laughs> I'm an adult. You are starting to sound a bit like one of those people who thinks they're an empath, and you just go, "Oh my god, <laughs> you don't feel anything more than anyone else, mate." I'm not saying no, 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 no. I know, no, I know okay. you're not. Just to cl- I know you're not because <laughs> I really don't care about I other people. I wouldn't have let you in here. <laughs> no, we we had um, a, a, a friend of mine and I noticed a, an incredible status update one day from somebody that we both mutually knew, acquaintance knew, and it pretty much said, oh, my God, you guys, uh, can you all just stop putting out all this negativity (laughs) in the world? If you could all just brain it in, for God's sake, no wonder I can't even get out of bed at the moment because of all the negativity that you guys are projecting and it's actually physically affecting me because I'm really sensitive to that. And if you could just fucking stop it, like there was a real... (laughs) accusation to it and we just went what oh that's amazing what and (laughs) and and uh, oh like this and I was looking it up going people really I would like to say all due respect to people who feel this but I don't have any respect (laughs) because I just was like no you can't blame the rest of the world's for gi- for giving off a vibe that makes your leg hurt Yeah, yeah yeah what it's so, it's a, yeah, it's weird. I mean, I do feel like there is something to be said that, you know, when you're exposed to a lot of negativity, it affects you. But it's also like recognizing that how it affects you is not nearly the same as how it's affecting the person that's actually experiencing something negative. Like, that, that is very true. But I am referring to somebody who's talking about, you know, people she's not even in the vicinity of. Oh, okay. Like, she's just the world. Can that's the world just. Stop it! That's correct. Was and it wasn't an ironic post. No, <laughs> it wasn't. And this oh came boy. not long. This not long after the same person said, "Oh well, aliens obviously took that Malaysian Airways flight." And I'm just going, <laughs> dude, what, what? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's really. But then, like, I don't know if I find this all the time though. Like, because then I'm on. I'm on Facebook and it's like, or whatever, I'm on some other soul sucking thing. And, um, (laughs) and it's like, and I, you know, everyone is like putting out, you know, everyone's trying to deal with their, obviously all their own stuff in their life and everyone deals with it differently. And, but then it's like, then I start finding myself just getting so mad at people for like being, not like me as well. I mean, I tot- like what you're saying, I totally understand how irritating that is. But do you do you ever like find you just like I can just get stuck like I'm just getting mad at this person. I'm like, God, you're so stupid. Just stop being that way. Yeah. And then I'm pretty like, much that was it. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'm like just mad at myself that I'm spending all this time being angry at someone who I don't even know that well. They're be- like they're writing a post about, you know, something like slightly controversial and I disagree with it. I'm like, just stop reading it. Just stop looking at it. It's just, now I'm just putting more anger and negativity. 
Oh well, I, I had I had pasta last night for dinner. That's cultural appropriation. <laughs> like it is, it, that is a conversation that is that is mm. bubbling up from the fetid poison bog of the internet. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, <laughs> fuck, seriously, calm the shit down. <laughs> yeah, how like? Because how far do you take it? Because then it's just like. Well, pretty much all music we listen to, we can't listen to anymore. Yep. Because, like, unless you're African-American. People are saying that. Yeah. As well. Stop listening to it. Everything. Except, basically, I can only listen to country music and, like, traditional Polish music. I can only listen to the Pogues. That's it. It's all right. I quite like the Pogues. The Pogues and the Proclaimers. That's, That's it for me. Not so bad. Again, it's yeah, not good. not so yeah. bad. Bit of Kirsty McCall, maybe, but yeah, that's it. That's so all. I could probably listen to Kate Bush. There you go. She's got oh, she's got an Irish oh, background. Sorted, man. It's fine. Does she got an Irish background as well? I think she has a little bit of Irish background. No. I'm not sure. Morrissey. Yeah. <laughs> listen to Morrissey. <laughs> I'm fucking winning this. You're you're fine. <laughs> you're not gonna lose out on anything. Transition. Yeah, it's quite funny because a lot of my musicians are jazz background. So like Sonia's, um, she runs or co-runs the Women's Jazz Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that she finds it very amusing when I bust out my jazz voice. Mm. <laughs> What's so your jazz good? voice? <laughs> no, I'm going to do it. No, no. Come on. Come on, Geraldine. No. Come no. on. No. What if I give you like a... No, because I can't. Now I can't think of a thing. I, I won the talent quest when I was in high school by singing um, Ella Fitzgerald's version of Honey Sucker Rose. I can sing a scat bit. Do it. No. Do it. Do it. Shit. Do it. Oh, I'm warmed up. Um, what is it? Um <laughs> it's a bit of a break with the band. <laughs> I used to learn people's scat solos, which is pointless because the whole no. idea is to no, that's make the it best. up. Well, you, but you have to build your vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah, like, you, little little phrases and you sort of go, then you realise, oh, I always do that little phrase. Yeah. Which I picked up from this bit and this bit and that bit. Oh, that's great. I love yeah. doing that. It's fun, like, trying to get the solos. I liked uh, learning Louis Sarah Vaughan solos. Yeah. She was like, I feel like she had one where she tried to copy uh, – like there's this famous version of Ella Fitzgerald singing How High the Moon. And then she, at one point she's just yeah, starts yeah, going. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so she good. does. She does. But then um, there's a Sarah Vaughan um, live track where she does, she tries to imitate like Ella Fitzgerald's really cool, but she's like, Ella Fitzgerald sings this song real, real, real crazy. This is so, it's like so cool hearing her sort of take on Ella Fitzgerald because they have such different voices. Yeah, I do. I do love that that Ella Fitzgerald. And she's ba- she bouncy. She's really bouncy yeah. when she sings. Everything's completely joyful. And, and yeah, yeah. A stone skipping across the surface of a lake. It's a good analogy. Whereas, like, yeah, Sarah Vaughan is a lot more like 
She's disgusting. Language and yeah, mm. yeah. Which is so they're both so fucking awesome. Yeah, because because like it's not like a instrument. Voices are an instrument, but they're not like the same as a musical instrument where you can learn all these different stuff. You can become like really. Prof- oh, that's not. What am I saying? That's not true at all. I just I was gonna just say that people's voices are like often are suited to like being really good at one particular thing. Not many people can just sing everything yeah. really, really well. Yeah. Like there's a, f- yeah. But then like, I think about like Stevie Wonder is one of these people that could do that really high energy stuff and do like, just like heart wrenching ballads. Sweet. Transition. How are you feeling? That's your second show. Yeah. I'm really excited. Um, so this is, because you had stuff to draw on to make your first show. You'd sort of been writing bits. You wrote, you were writing songs and you, like me, I think, liked to write amusing, like, songs without necessarily being a musical comedy person so much. Yeah. Like, for me, it's always about songwriting first. Yeah. Which is, I think, we've had that conversation before. So I imagined that some of the songs that we heard in that show were things that you'd had for a, w- a little while. A little while. So now this is a whole new thing. Well, I mean, I've only – I kind of only started doing comedy like really getting into it like two years ago. So I haven't been writing comedy stuff for ages. Mm. But I feel like – no, I feel pretty – like I'm further along with it now than I was this time last year with the show I did this year. What, you sense. started? Oh, uh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> but I'm doing Perth as well, so that's pretty soon. Uh, so right. I have to be ready for that. Yeah. So maybe I'm not further along. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Wait, where am I? But it's it's like, yeah, it'll be a bit different to the show. I've, As I said, uh, when I performed the show the other night, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm expanding the topics that I talk about to not just be about genitals anymore. So I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, gonna, well, you know, wow, scope. Yeah, You're probing. Still going to talk about them, just not, <laughs> not like a whole. You know, I mean, the whole show wasn't about. Well, you don't want to lose your fan base. Well, exactly. You got to give the people what they want, and what they want <laughs> is stories about balls. Yeah, but I want. I do want to do a new show in June, cool. and I'm feeling a bit. How do you run a show again? It's hard. It's, it's not enjoyable. Writing's pain in the ass. It's like really great and really not great sometimes. The other way around for me. It's really not great. And then really great. And then once the demos are done and it's on, you know, my portable um, playing device, music playing device. You'll be like, hey, this is working. Yeah, this is is working. This is sticking in my head. I like it now. I like it. (laughs) But uh, other than that, it's just torturous. Torturous. No one likes writing, do they? Nah. Chekhov didn't. Yeah. Transition. Yeah, you're looking at your watch, so you've um, your phone, so you've clearly got to. I don't want to. Go. I don't want to go. I didn't say want. I said got to. I have to. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna take this glitter though. No. With me. Oh my God. I'm just gonna put this in my no. in my bra. No. Oh. Ah. That is my glitter. I'll be seventy five percent less cap if you take it. <laughs> I'll never get a midsummer gig again. <laughs> Thanks for coming over. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and um, I'm. Thanks for telling me about the Leyland brothers and, and showing you what a quokker is. Yeah, I've learned so much, Geraldine. You have. They're delicious on toast. <laughs>
Sarah Vaughan versus Ella Fitzgerald conducting a risk assessment of my house and the mysterious Cockatoo Circus. Yes, Jude Pearl and I covered it all. Please do consider subscribing to the podcast and rating us on iTunes, preferably favourably. And maybe like us on Facebook as well. That's facebook.com forward slash bang on the strillers. All one word. The next episode was also recorded in my weird rock pad, and it's where I lured another stellar singer-songwriter, Gillian Cosgriff. She has a laugh like Sid James. It's true. She really does. It's mildly arousing and a little bit scary. Anyway, I'll edit that one and put it out as soon as I possibly can, sometime in January, in between actually writing and presenting the live variety show of this podcast on in January and recording my fifth album and writing... Oh, God, I haven't got any time. I'm so alone. Oh! That's how you listen to jazz. <laughs> you. you gotta go... Oh! Oh! Ow! If you knew it. <laughs> yeah! Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! I think it hasn't kicked in. Oh, it has for me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>